3: And gentlemen, in this corner from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring fighting for truth, justice, and the American way.
4: Dan Kaplan, absolutely perfect Friday afternoon across the Rocky Mountain West. I mean, it literally does not get any better than this unless it's a beautiful snowfall on Christmas Eve. So, I hope you're going to enjoy today and the weekend. 855. the number text Dan, D-A-N 57739. As you know, Fridays are open line. Anything on your mind, any time, fire it will. See, we already have people lining up to talk, and uh, a lot of folks want to talk about this Ken Buck business, which we will continue to do, but uh, Lord knows there is a lot on the agenda today. So, uh, you know, whether it's serious, whether it's light, we'll take it all. We'll have our daily prime cut where we have some inspiring fascinating always funny sound from always compelling sound from coach prime uh including today uh telling his players that the ultimate role model is jesus and so it's uh, it's just such a beautiful thing to see him using that platform to talk about his faith and uh boy they went after coach mccartney hard for that but thank goodness we don't see anybody attacking coach prime Bring it, I would say. <laughs> yeah, right. See how that turns out for you. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of sweet too. So, uh, but God is good, and uh, hey, just really want to congratulate a great uh, victory. If you'll allow me this self-indulgence for our office day, tremendous trial victory. Uh, for a team from our office in a case where the insurance company offered 66000 and the jury very properly and fairly and justly uh, awarded a million dollars. And uh, Melissa Winters from our firm, lead counsel on that trial, tremendous trial lawyer, just a great lawyer. And to Gina Powell, the paralegal, Fabian Ruiz, that the paralegal as well. And so just a great job by the team. So congrats, and uh, it always just feels great when justice is done. And uh, always a little especially good when it's by our firm. So eight five five four zero five eight two five five. the number you can text, Dan, 57739. Text flowing in as well. Interesting that we're getting a ton of text on Ukraine, which was probably our main topic yesterday. As, as we talked about Rand Paul saying, hey, no more money to Ukraine for lots of reasons, starting with we don't have it. And I was taking the position that, wait a second, you know, uh, Putin is Satan, and we cannot allow this allow this evil to win, and it's not going to stop with Ukraine, can't be a blank check, can't be our boots on the ground, but we've got to do something here as long as Europe's willing to do its share, which it is not now. So anyway, if you have thoughts on that, that's um, kind of the rough outline of what happened yesterday. Most people want us to spend the entire show doing this, and I'm good with that.
3: I had a chance to talk to a man who lives out here. He told me he actually heard the plane as it was flying past his house and crashing nearby, but he didn't know what it was. I'm almost October six. I'll, I'll be seventy two years old. Randolph White retired from his job at the paper mill in Georgetown ten years ago. He lives in this house with his wife in a very rural area of Williamsburg County. Well, it's nice and quiet and peaceful, and I don't, I, I don't have to worry about people. No. Close up tight. You know, I like speech. He loves living about two miles away from where he grew up. Normally, it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon... I was in the uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a
4: screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I, <laughs> How many so times good. do you think we
2: can play that today? I want to... You know, Just back-to-back back loop it? And I think we have more fun listeners than Ross does, Dan. I'm going to yeah, come right out and say yeah. this. They're all fuddy-duddies over there. Yeah, that yeah. scream's not funny.
4: How is that scream news? You're kidding me, really? It's oh, just real sticks oh, in the mind. Man. It, it's just, and listen, I understand if you haven't seen the video, you probably want to see the video with that, but this guy's just so enduring. <laughs> he's he's endearing, endearing, and enduring, right? Oh, because that sound so. endures. I know. Yeah. And speaking of sound, when Howard Stern is, is ripping on your Behavior? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you, know, you know you're in trouble. Lauren Bobert is a disgrace to this country. It,
3: not because of the, the video. You are 100% right. Forget the politics. She's in a uh, t- dress. If you saw the video, she's in a t- dress. She's with some dude. Looks like she's, you know, obviously vaping, but also looks like she might be grabbing his during during
4: uh, Beetlejuice. And- Stern calling... Bolbert, a disgrace to the country. Wasn't it Stern oh. who was commenting on the attractiveness of the Columbine female victims? That I might mean, be so the worst thing. Talk about a low life. Talk it, about a low life. But
2: that might be the worst thing he's ever said. And that's yeah. saying something for Howard yeah. Stern. That Columbine yeah. comment was completely off.
4: Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, when you look at the kind of balancing of the scales, you know, the plus the plus and minus columns, Lauren Bolbert has done so much good to offset this bad. And this was bad it was bad what she did and it's bad the way she handled it afterwards but she's done so much good to offset that what good has Stern done to offset his bad and uh her, and he's is playing Beetle- with her
3: it's a d- sexy play <laughs>
2: it's a very erotic
4: play of a death. what is Beetlejuice Ryan?
2: uh it's a late 80s about 35 years old Michael Keaton stars as this uh dead spirit who can Perform magic and bring them back from the dead, and a dead couple, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, are trying to haunt the house in which they once lived so that people
4: won't buy it. It's a Halloween type movie. Yeah, it doesn't scary sound movie. real romantic. No. Uh, one thing we should talk no. about today is, well, while keeping it family oriented, is is what is the mo- uh, the most romantic setting to you? Like for me, it's always been a storm. It's always been rain. Ooh. It's always been a big thunderstorm. We won't ask Don that question, and we'll play the rest of that sound. Don, in beautiful Fort Collins, Colorado, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome.
1: Dan, good afternoon. And, yes, beautiful afternoon. It's going to be a great weekend for football.
4: Do you guys have a home game this weekend? Buffaloes prevail. Yeah, thank you, Don.
1: The
4: Amen to that. Um, Does uh, CSU have a home game this weekend? I'm sure they're going to beat whoever they play, but is it a home game?
1: I believe it is, Dan.
4: Okay, okay. And I know you called about that.
1: Actually, no. I called to find out if you had any plans to get Ken Buck on your show.
4: Well, I'm not willing to go to jail. Ryan may be. Kelly may be. I'm not willing to go to jail. And right now, the only way to get Ken Buck on this show is to wait outside the CNN studio, grab him, throw him in the back of the family truckster, and drive him here and haul him up to the studio. How many times have you invited him now, Ryan? Oh, so many. It's been several months, Dan. Yeah. And and I'm just not willing to go to jail to get that interview. Do you think they'd put us in jail for that if we nabbed them from the <laughs> CNN studios?
2: Well, it depends. You're kind of describing the end, a spoiler alert, of Christmas Vacation, right? Where Cousin Eddie goes and kidnaps the boss, right? Remember
4: yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it would something yeah. like that with uh, Brian Doyle Murray. But we'd have to wait. And I've been in those CNN studios, so I know we'd have to wait outside because they're high security. They're oh, not sure. just going to let us wander in. sure.
2: But now yeah. you're now you're conspiracy
4: to a plot Yeah, what are you going to do with that bag? We're going to put it over Ken's head. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Dan. No. Well, hold on. Dan's if, a little spicy on a if, Friday. If
3: Ryan and I do it, we know a lawyer. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> so Nobody's acting. Thank you, Dan. Nobody's asking. You don't know a magician. <laughs> yeah. So, Don, we have, we have done everything we can think of to get Ken on the show. And Ken's been great about coming on this show forever. Yeah, that's what I thought. So why do you think he's not coming on?
1: Because I think you'd ask some very hard questions that he don't have
4: answers for. That is our humble conclusion here. Yeah.
1: I think that's the only conclusion you can come to,
4: Dan. If you've got an in, please call our friend Ken, because I love the guy. I love the guy, and I think I know what's going on right now, and it's hard for me to get mad at him over it, because he's been such a faithful conservative champion for years and such a pro-life champion, and I think he sees his moment now to get on CNN and... And that would be a lot of fun for him, and it would be high profile. And I think he's, he's willing to say some things to get on there, which makes me sad. But overall, I still love the guy.
1: Do you think he's wanting to get high visibility? Because one of two things. Either he wants to run for a higher office, or he's willing to write off into the sunset.
4: No, I think he's going to keep his job in Congress. I mean, why not? And, and then just do the CNN gig.
1: Do you think the people over in that part of the state are going to re-elect him?
4: I think Ken could win in that district for as long as he wanted to. Really? But hey, you tell me. You may be in the district. I'm not.
1: Well, I, I just can't imagine with some of the positions that he's taken, while he seems to be unwilling to look at the possibilities that the current resident of the White House has taken bribes, but he's more than willing to condemn of a past president that hasn't even gone to trial yet. I find that interesting.
4: No, it really bothers me. Hey, appreciate the call, Don. Have a great weekend. Just to update Dan to Don's point,
2: I did get a response via text from his comms team and director Hmm. at the behest of Ross Kaminsky. Mm -hmm. I told Ross, hey, he's ducking us. Mm -hmm. You know, he's ghosting us. And Ross is like, well, I just had him on the show, you know, Mm -hmm. however long ago. Well, uh, we'd like to have him on. "Let Let me see what I can do. And Ross... Messages. One of the comms director guys, and then I heard from him. But before that, I wasn't even hearing back. Like, no, go to hell, take a hike. You know, nothing like that. I wasn't getting anything. And I will say this: I want to. Now say you're
4: this. at least hearing back. Is right, just but not coming up.
2: I want to make sure because you know we talk about bad times, but Alyssa too, when she was running comms for Ken Buck, she was wonderful, and she constantly was having Ken appear on our show. So I want to speak highly of her because
4: she was great. Hmm. But she's no longer there.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
4: So that changed. Alyssa, we hardly knew you. I know. But anyway, bottom line is, I love the guy. He's been great for years. I think he's maybe a little starstruck now by this whole thing on the left. That's sad to me. But doesn't change all the good he's done over the years. We would love to have him on, have the big conversation. So if you run into Ken wherever, just politely reiterate our invitation. You're on the Dane Kaplan show.
0: I feel good, I knew that I would not, Show! so good, so good, I got to heal Show! I feel nice, that sugar is fine, Show! I feel nice, that sugar is fine.
4: That will be what I sound like tomorrow when uh, CU scores the winning touchdown against Oregon. Dan, that is a bold claim. That's a 21-point underdog going into Autzen Stadium in Oregon. And I don't want to go all X and O here, but but wait a second. Just two quick notes, and then we'll get back to the life and death stuff. And I really do, but two quick notes. One is, you're going to see CU's best effort, right? I mean, CSU is obviously a very good team. CU overlooked them, understandably not. Reflection on CSU, but but just human nature. After, you know, two very big wins and everything surrounding everything, uh, CU overlooked CSU. And, and you know, it's a great tribute to to CU that it was able to come back and beat a very good team that way in the end. But you are going to get CU's very best tomorrow. I understand they're without their second-best player. Travis I think Shedora Sanders is their best player, but they're without Travis Hunter. But here's the thing. You know, Oregon, very good team at home. But, you know... Oregon barely beat Texas Tech which was beat by a good Wyoming team. It's not like Oregon is is one of the great Alabama teams mm. we've seen in history. And CU is really good and it has a really good coaching staff and so uh so no I I expect very good things from CU tomorrow. Hope you're right. That would set up mm. maybe the game of the decade. CU USC CU-USC in Boulder. You going to that one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think we're going to head up there right now because it's a it's a 10 a.m. game, right? Yeah, get in yeah. line. Yeah. But and, and we'll save that for next week, but right, right, right. but no matter what happens tomorrow in Oregon, very good chance CU beats USC mm. in, in for lots of reasons including the fact that CU is used to these early starts now. Which, right. which is what makes, you know, the victories over A&M on the road in Nebraska even more impressive T- at that C- early right. hour. TCU, T-C- T-C- yeah, right. right, same difference. At that early hour, Uh, But, you know, it's going to be 9 in the morning on the USC body clock. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. If they had Travis Hunter, if they had him in his giraffe
2: uh, pajamas, which he wore in a video, was really funny. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd be with you and say they're going to win. It's going to be tough. And you're right. Who knows about Oregon? We don't know this early in the
4: season. But but here's, here's what I think that you're overlooking in that. We all know human nature, right? Whether it's the family of somebody who may be listening, their workplace, whatever, a team they play on. And that is, when you are missing somebody that critical, it can very well elevate everybody else's game because they know they have to make up for that. And it can cause the opponent to relax a little bit because they, they think they've got it. So, how great is this? And and again, overarching all of this, the, the biggest reason it's so great goes beyond football. Right? Because at the end of the day, I mean, how many people here, how many people listening, Ryan, do you think could tell us who won last year's national championship very few people remember and very few people care. Um, but when it's about something more, like Tim Tebow became the most popular, most watched athlete in the world because he was about something more than just football. He was about God. He was about all that goodness. And Deion Sanders, very much the same. I mean, he talks about Jesus more than he talks about the Heisman. Oh, yeah. It's more important to him. Yeah. So that's... It's all cool. Let's just enjoy every minute of it. 855 One guy not enjoying too much. Howard Stern going after Congresswoman Bobert, which to me is really ironic since Stern is maybe the most obscene person sexually and otherwise on air in, in our lifetimes. And where is the good from Howard Stern to offset the bad? Lauren Bobert screwed up that night. She screwed up afterwards with the way she handled it. But there's so much good to offset the bad with Stern. Eh, I don't see it. Lauren Bobert. Is a disgrace to this country,
3: it, not because of the, the video. You are 100% right. Forget the politics. She's in a uh, t- dress. If you saw the video, she's in a t- dress. She's with some dude. Looks like she's, you know, obviously vaping, but also looks like she might be grabbing his p- during uh, Beetlejuice. And uh her, and he's is playing B- with her. It's a t- sexy play. I, it's a very erotic play, evidently. I re- I remember the movie. It was nothing sexy about it. You didn't grab anybody during the movie. I guess the play is much hotter. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but she was wearing a tight dress. I I've seen porn stars wear more. And this dude that she's with is playing with her teas during it. They're having a party, and I mean, take away the politics jesus christ uh she's fun i mean uh, i'd like to be able to play your congress people to be fun or serious No, you're mixing uh if you want (laughs) now if you want me to talk about her as a congressperson first of all she's a liar she was denying that she vaped didn't even know what vaping was but then when they found the video oh i'm so
4: sorry i mean what is falling
3: short of my
4: own standards? <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so interesting to me because I think she did lie, and it's very wrong to lie. But you look at her body of work, lying is not part of her repertoire. You look at the left, and, and lying is what they do systematically. Lauren Boebert is usually a truth teller. Which makes this sting more. I get it. I get the hypocrisy thing. But but again, none of us are perfect. But overall, she has been a great truth teller. And I'm sure that's part of why Stern is going after her. I'm, I'm sure he does not agree with her position on, on these key issues of the day where she exhibits a morality. When, when you talk about these causes she supports, uh, a morality far beyond anything we've ever seen from Howard Stern. Kellen in Littleton, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome.
1: Hi, Dan. Hello, Kellen. Hey, uh, I think you're giving Travis, uh, um Hunter a little too much uh, credit. I don't. Uh, I think CSU accounted for him very well and made him become a non-factor. This was before he got hurt.
4: And um, Did, didn't I he get hurt like early in the first quarter? Maybe midway through the first. Yeah, but then he came back and then he left again. Yeah, but he came back with a lacerated liver. Right. True. Yeah, yeah, so, Kellen, all I'm saying, my friend, is. Just as with the TCU game and the Nebraska game, when you just know you have the other team's best receiver shut down, that, that's an enormous difference maker. And so CU didn't have that against a very good CSU team for at least three quarters, more like three and a half quarters. I think it it, it hurts CU tremendously. I think they'll miss them greatly, but still win.
3: smoking gun wiretap conversation in this indictment where senator menendez says i will do this in exchange for money but what this indictment does is it paints a portrait particularly of the senator's wife who was texting with some of these figures who were paying and demanding payments and reminding her uh, these people that the senator was doing them favors that
4: does that sound familiar to anybody right doesn't that sound like the president of the united states Oh, did you hear the... Son, uh Hunter Biden.
2: There's six degrees of separation there, Dan. I was hmm. talking about that with Miranda Devine filling yeah. in for Leland earlier. Yeah. And apparently, I'll get the details on this, but Menendez or one of his staffers, in order to set something up with Vice President Biden at the Naval Observatory, set it up through one of Hunter's business associates and not the vice president himself or his office. Why hmm. would that be?
4: Hmm. Wow, I am so glad this impeachment in Korea is happening, which makes me even more perplexed you know, with my <laughs> friend Ken Buck coming. At, no, no evidence of a connection between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's business. So I am so confident Ken will eventually come on this show. And I, I think our earlier caller, Don from Fort Collins, is right. The reason he hasn't up till now is just doesn't have good answers for those tough questions. And understand, Ken... Was a tremendous prosecutor. He's a brilliant guy. He's been a great congressman. Still love the guy. I think just a little starstruck by CNN right now and wants that gig. And you know, I I think he'll be great in the gig. I I just hope he doesn't. I just hope he doesn't compromise or soften what he truly believes, what's really right, in order to get that gig. And and I would be shocked if he continued to do that because you look at a guy who his whole life has has been willing to stand up for principle and pay a price for it, so I hope he continues to do that. Paul in Denver, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome.
0: Hey, thanks, Dan. Well, it's a wonderful day for justice. You know, it, justice comes slow, but it does come. Uh, so, there's a big case that uh, originally started, I think, in 2017, Duncan the, the uh, Bonta uh, out of the Ninth Circuit. It has to do with the uh, magazine ban, uh, yeah. I'll get I'll get to the chase. Basically, the Supreme Court just uh, put it brought it back down hmm. to the district court. Basically, what that means is in California, the whole Ninth Circuit, it's going to be the magazine limits are going to be
3: gone. Hmm. And that's
4: what was the court's the reasoning?
0: Bruin. That's why it got yeah. revisited. It, it was originally uh, stopped in its track at the district level, then uh, well, at the, uh, yeah. the three-judge panel, then it went uh, embarked, and blocked uh, and they reversed it, then it went to the Supreme Court who brought it
4: and sent it yeah. back down. And, and, and Paul, uh, let, let me take a look at it during the break. Thanks for the heads up on that. And And it's just when people are driving, you know, it can cause you to veer off the road when you're listening to all of this procedural stuff. But I'll look at it during the break. But I'm glad that Paul called because I've got to tell you, it, it, this this whole arbitrary magazine limitation thing is one of the things that bothers me most from the left because it has to do with with your literal ability to defend your family and your ability to save your life. And for them to act so arbitrarily about it, it's one of the things I was most angry which John Hickenlooper at for and and I really like the guy. I like being around him whenever we're at some charity event or whatever. I like being around the guy, but but that is that is so outrageous, and it just shows the people behind that. You know, just just do not care about you. They don't care about your safety. They don't care about your family because this idea. This idea that, oh, uh, yeah, you, you get 10 or 12 to protect your family, okay? And if you can't do it with 10 or 12, when they just have their way with you, right? They have their way with your family. They have your their way with your kids. They can do anything you, they want to you. If you can't take care of them with whatever limit they set, 10 or 12 or 15, think about that on a human level. that That, that is so despicable. It is so disrespectful. But above all, it shows they literally don't care about you because anybody who knows what they're talking about, knows that even our best and bravest, highly trained law enforcement officers operating even under ideal daytime-type conditions where they're expecting trouble, can often require, depending on the study you look at, five, six, seven, eight, nine shots to accomplish what they need to accomplish. But you at home, according to John Hickenlooper and Jared Polis and the rest of the left, oh, no, you know, you can get 15. If you can't do it in 15, well, then, you know, again, it, the bad guys get their way with your family. I mean, think about that. Think about that. Absolutely outrageous. Because, you know, it's... Without getting into details, you know, I and we are very, very, very well prepared. But your typical person is probably sitting there with... What, Ryan? They're probably sitting there with a 9 millimeter, and got one clip and and they have 10 or 15 rounds... And if something bad comes down in the middle of the night, you think that's going to be enough? It is probably not going to be enough.
2: Well, you know, Joe Biden, he's such a buffoon, and especially when it comes to guns. And I doubt he's ever really fired a gun. I would say that as somebody that does own and use and fire guns and hunt. Because he draws these arbitrary lines, like you said, Dan. And who's, who's to say where you draw that line? Where is that in the Second Amendment or statute? They want to force these things in. They want to limit our Second Amendment rights. Well, and he's like, well, you don't see deer out there wearing Kevlar vests.
4: Like, it, shut up. Yeah, And, you know, there's the ignorance. There's the dishonesty. But, but in the end, the fact they care so little for the lives of, of you and your family, that it's so disposable, so meaningless to them. You know, and, and virtually all of these people making these laws, well, many of them, you know, have their own security, right? Who, yep. as a practical matter, are not limited. I, I think it's is it Didi in Evergreen. Yeah. Hi, Didi. Welcome to the Dan Kaplis show.
0: Thank you. A couple things I wanted to say. Um, Number one, um, I am disappointed in Ken Buck's um, performance as far as not supporting President Trump, who has been proven to be innocent of all the lies that the left communists have come up with to try to um, put against him every single time he's come up innocent, and he'll continue to do so. They're scared to death of him. They're shaking in their boots. They're trying to do everything they can to keep him from getting elected and cleaning out, draining out the slump.
4: Hmm. He, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done, Didi, Appreciate the call. I... I think there is probably an absolute litmus test if you want a job at CNN, and that is you have to be anti Trump. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have some uh, conservative on CNN who's pro Trump, but I would damn, guess that. Dan, 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 Dan. I'm going to go hiccup and loop around here. Yeah. You mean this?
0: Medical care? Medical care?
2: Yes. Why wouldn't he then just try to lobby for a spot on, oh, I don't know, Fox News? Or Newsmax, or One America News, or several
4: other conservative uh, outlets. Well, he's a conservative, allegedly. It, but but listen, if you're in Ken Buck's shoes, and he's a very talented, very smart guy. And, and listen, he's been doing this Congress thing for so long. I understand why he'd be looking for something fresh. I just want him to stick to his guns. That's and what to I stick mean. Why does he have to go to the left to do it? Well, here's why. I, I would understand that attraction, Ryan. If if I was thinking about, okay, I I want to go back and I I want to do some more national stuff. I would choose a CNN over a Fox in a heartbeat because in that scenario, you, you're going to get more attention. You're, you're going to be different. You're going to get much more of a chance to shine because but you're, you're surrounded gonna, by all these. But Dan, you're not going to water down your views no. just to appease them. No, no way, no way. And and I don't think Ken will. I hope he won't long term either. He has. He has. Yes. And and maybe that was the price of admission, and that makes me sad. None of us are perfect. Hopefully, he wouldn't do that long term, but. No, in a heartbeat, I I would rather be on CNN fighting off the left with more opportunity to have an impact than just another conservative on on Fox, right? Yeah, so I get that. And he could do a lot of good on CNN if he was going to stick to his guns. He could do a tremendous amount of
2: good. only guy that comes to mind, one, on CNN that does that is Scott Jennings, and he's a friend of Leland Conway's. No, that
4: explains why why he does it. Um, Hmm. Texter, Dan, you are living the dream. You get to close out your week working alongside iHeart's Denver's voice, Ryan Schuling. Ryan is on fire. Patty. <laughs> Thank you, Patty. I hope somebody loves me that much someday before I die. <laughs> well, pretty, my wife does. I was, I was and hopefully the, ki- the kids do. Yeah, all three but, of them. But I hope some listener somewhere loves me that much <laughs> someday I before I die. Patty it's all does. Over. Patty's got enough love to go around. I don't see any texts like that about me. And that's okay. I can live with that. They, but they, they feel it in their hearts. You now. even got the fiery emoji. I did. That's my favorite we part. We have a lot of text. We'll get to that if you haven't picked up on it by now. It's open line Friday, so anything on your mind, fire it. will. 855-405-8255, the number. You're on the Dane Kaplan Show.
0: up the incoming we're New still York. seeing about three thousand a week that's absolutely unsustainable we're working so hard spending millions of dollars state dollars to build shelters to house three thousand here two thousand here one thousand here it's still not enough
4: well governor Holco you better tell jared polis to stop sending them to you right i mean this i love hearing this i absolutely love hearing this because this is right this is another sanctuary state sanctuary city you know all these lefties now belly aching because the open border they want and, and their party promotes, you know, is now causing them problems. And, and I love hearing this because it, it just makes it so much more likely that the voters will elect Republicans. And, and then there's there's at least a chance to actually gain control over the border, which would be far better for the folks south of the border, many of whom are preyed on now on the trip up to the border. But you think the Democrats care about it? You think Jared Polis cares about those girls and, women, girls and women being raped on their way up to the border? You think he, he lays awake at night worried about that? No, these are pawns. The left is using the people south of the border as political pawns to achieve their own purposes, but now they find... Oh, now that you got some smart governors, Republican governors down there who are shipping people up, well, then all of a sudden it's not working out so well for these sanctuary cities and states. But here's the thing. You want to talk about secret sauce in 24? There are so many different reasons the Democrats can't win, but the GOP could still lose by botching it. But the But secret sauce ready to drown these Democrats? It's illegal immigration. Not because anybody, well, there are some knuckleheads, I'm sure, but the vast majority of folks opposed to illegal immigration, there's nothing racial at all. They're not sitting here thinking that people coming in from south of the border are less than they are. If people are being honest with themselves, the vast, vast majority of us would do the exact same thing. If we happen to be in their shoes south of the border. No, the point is that the nation can't handle it. And the point is, if you don't have a door, you don't have a house, you've got to have control over who comes into your country. Yeah, so that that <laughs> I think is going to make 24 so much better for the GOP, unless the GOP blows it. 855-405-8255, because I've always said decades on air, always said what what swings elections is intensity, and what creates intensity is not what you see in a TV ad or anything like that. Because nothing is real, nothing is true unless you are feeling it, unless you're living it, unless you're experiencing it. And and that's what's happening now with with people flooding in from south of the border. So many more people are experiencing that. You could text us as well, Dan five seven seven three nine. But but how rich, right? Remember Ryan when. Polis puts him on a bus and sends him off to New York. And the governor of New York actually complained about it. And then I love hearing this. you got to listen to this because this is the talking point memo, obviously, sent to the uh, left right now, including, you know, Kareem Jean-Pierre in the White House. And I hope they say this ten times a day because everybody listening knows it's a blatant lie and knows it's, it's absolutely cowardly attempt to avoid responsibility So I hope they tell this lie 10 times a day.
0: I agree with you. I think this is a a political vulnerability, but it doesn't have to be. Democrats have answers. But as long as Republicans see that they can make gains with this, that they can score more points with this, then they're not willing to come to the table and actually do what Americans want, which is two parties working together. to
4: So trying to blame the Republicans. Listen, every living creature knows one thing right now, right? Trump wanted to build the wall. And the Democrats did everything they could to thwart it. They wouldn't fund and, it. And whether, right, whether you think the wall's a solution or something else, bottom line is everybody knows it, if there's one party that's more likely to control the border and has tried, at least tried some things, it's the GOP. And if, if there's an open borders party, and there is, it's the Democrats. Everybody gets that. So I hope they keep going down this road. They're, they're going to lose a bunch of Democrats. Remember, it's Democrats who elected Donald Trump in the end. It's Democrats in the upper Midwest. It's Catholics and other Christians. It's Democrats who just, you know, it was a bridge too far, this glorification of late-term abortion. Trump also appealing to working people. It was Democrats in the end who elected Donald Trump.
2: That leads me to my question for you, Dan. We've been debating this, you and I, about I think Biden will run. He'll be the guy. You absolutely disagree, and I respect that. But I've told you as a Michigander, and you know this, as a Chicagoan, somebody like Gavin Newsom, it's not going to win in the upper Midwest. What Democrat would win those upper Midwest
4: rust belt states? Well, none of them. But, but right. what I want to say is, right, I, I mean, can I take that back? Mm. Blame it on this. I, I'm just so overwhelmed with joy right now because our office won this <laughs> oh, seven-figure yeah, verdict today ooh, in ooh, a case ooh. where the insurance company offered 66000 won for wonderful clients. Melissa Winters led the team. Gina Powell, Fabian Ruiz, the uh, paralegals. I'm so overwhelmed with joy. You My brain short-circuited. The Democrat who could win in the upper Midwest? Yeah. Michelle Obama. You're suggesting I haven't had one. <laughs> or that I don't have one. Yeah. That, that, yeah, Michelle Obama yeah. could win in you the upper so? Midwest. Okay. I do. And yeah. she'd be a horrible president, but she could win in the upper Midwest. None of the rest of them could. But also, it, it, Gavin Newsom, you know need to take him more seriously. And and the reason for that is he'd be a horrible president. He lies all the time. But but he would be a better candidate than anybody the left has other than Michelle Obama. So if we blow it, if the GOP blows it, Newsom might be able might be able to cobble together enough support. I'm just saying don't underestimate him and and his ability to be an effective campaigner, debater, etc. But no, they, they don't have anybody other than Michelle Obama who could win, but the GOP could still blow it. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show.